0: This is How Do You Do That? with Emily Tressida on Joy 94.9, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had.
1: This week's guest is baker Quinton Bertineau. We talk about how he started in baking, explore how baking in many ways is his art form, his new venture shockapan.com.au, and how Australian bread holds up against French bread.
0: I'm very inspired by how bread is actually made all around the world. I mean, it's it's beautiful to see that every single culture in the world has been making bread for thousands and thousands of years. And what's very interesting is a lot of these cultures have lost the tradition of making sourdough bread, and now a lot of it is made with yeast. And I think I really enjoy bringing this back to the old ways of making bread, which is sourdough.
1: Quinton enjoys making sourdough bread specifically, but that hasn't always been the case. How? How? When and why did he start baking?
0: I started baking when I was 15 and I just really enjoyed being up at night when everyone is sleeping and transforming raw ingredients into something that everyone loves eating.
1: So it's been a while—fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years. Why did you yep. start baking?
0: Well, I think at the beginning it started with the fact that I didn't really enjoy sitting on a chair all day when I was at school. And when when I was fifteen, we had the opportunity to try a job. So I think I went for a three day trial in a bakery. And you know, you got to picture that tiny kid going to going to bakery at like five a.m. in the morning when everyone is still sleeping. And I still remember I didn't touch any bread dough or anything like that, but just being around the bakers and smelling the you know, smelling the, the baked goods and, and the pastries and then seeing people walking into the bakery first thing in the morning and seeing the smile on their face. I thought, oh my god, this is this is really what I want to do. You know, it's it's really enjoyable to see that you could be a servant to the people and make people happy as you know, as as soon as they wake up.
1: That is to me really crazy. I hate getting up early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I think I kinda totally understand that. I mean I used to I used to don't mind it i think when you're young you know it's just i felt like i was seen as an adult i think being a 15 years old kid and being in a bakery and like having responsibilities and, and actually working alongside adults, you start feeling that sense of responsibility. And that felt just so good that I I was part of something in a way. And it was really important for me to get up on time and to arrive at work with with a big smile on my face and to just show up. And yeah, I just I just felt like it was part of the job to get up early and to do it. So I did that for a long, long time. But I think for the last few years, I started realizing, oh, it's actually really hard, hard on on your relationships. It can be hard for your social time. It's, it's definitely a really hard job for that. sense
1: but you still love it
0: I still love baking I do not love getting up too early either
1: you still love the product and what you're creating but you don't necessarily need to be up at the crack of dawn
0: well I think I think there's you know there must be a change in the next business models that will emerge in in the next bakeries I think because it's really I I don't think it is for anyone to work at night and to actually uh, have a normal life and I think some people are ready to do that, but as I said, as I think, as you grow up and you want to start a family and you've got, you know, friends and family to see during the day, I think it's really, uh, it's really important that you can have a healthy lifestyle. And I don't think it's a really healthy lifestyle to work at night. I think, I think something needs to change there. You know, there's some beauty inside it, and if you look at it, you know, I'm sure that you know when you when you start your day and you're working and then you're getting emails and you're getting phone calls and it's it's really hard to focus and you've got people around you, but when you're baking at 4am in the morning and there's, you know, maybe one or two other person around you, some calm music in the background but no one is expecting anything from you except from just baking you know you're not getting any phone calls you're not getting any emails and and people willing to have an answer straight away and you can really focus on what you do and that I think is quite beautiful
1: absolutely yeah. so when you did work experience and you went into the bakery and you saw all the bakers doing their thing mm-hmm. was it literally straight away after that that you started working in the bakery or did you have to finish school
0: yes yeah, so I did finish uh, school and then after that I went into uh, an apprenticeship for that two years in baking and then I kept going for an extra year as a pastry chef so that's about three years that I took to learn. I stayed in the same company for the for three years and then after that I stayed for an extra six months and then I decided that I wanted to see something else and that's when I came to Australia.
1: Before we hear about Quinton's experience baking in Australia let's hear about the moment he knew he was meant to be a baker.
0: I think there's always one moment that I can remember when I was an apprentice. We used to, use, in France, you sell a lot of baguettes, and shaping baguettes in in France is usually done with a machine. And I remember the the baker that was working in the bakery used to always do it in a machine. But I was very focused to achieve the same results doing it by hand, but as quickly as him. And I remember I must have been 16 or 17, but I was trying to time myself with my phone to try and be as quick as he was, but produce <laughs> a better baguette. And I just, you know, it got to a point where after months of training, I realized that I was faster than him and I was doing a bit of products and I was doing it by hand you know it felt really good like when you start mastering a specific craft and I think I've had an interest in baguettes for a long long time because of that.
1: So Quinton was basically holding time trials competitively making bread but that sparked ideas about bettering his bread making skills and experimenting with traditional methods of baking. Now seems a great time to hear about Quinton's move to Australia. So how long have you been in Australia then?
0: for over 10 years now. So yeah, I came here when I was 18 years old.
1: Did you find a very unique difference between bakeries that you'd worked in in France and bakeries in Australia?
0: Yes. I think coming from France, which is quite a, you know, it has a strong culture of bread and also we have a (laughs) reputation for being a little bit arrogant. When I came here I definitely thought that, you know, the bread was (laughs) not the best and very different and I felt like I knew so much better. Mm -hmm. And then, so I started working in Fort Vudemont actually and we were working in in one of their venues on uh, St. Kilda Road and the bakery was Just underground there, and we're making all the sourdough breads. And it was my first time actually experiencing sourdough bread, and I was just so shocked by the flavor. I was like, oh my god, this is just way too sour and it's just like vinegar. We're going to do something about it. Maybe put some yeast or something. And it took me a good, I think, year and a half to realize that, wow, actually working with sourdough is is a natural process and it's much more beautiful than just working with yeast. So I started diving into the sourdough making and trying to perfect the craft and to realize, okay, if I do not like a sour bread, but I still have to make it sourdough, I'm sure there must be a way there. And that's when I really started looking into it and to perfect my bread. I used to work at a bakery in uh, North Victoria called Lofa Bread and I, I I have so much respect for of Bread and for her owner uh, Andrea Barbazan there because she uses the best ingredients that are available on the market I don't think I've ever been into a bakery that uses such good ingredients she just doesn't take any shortcut and as I was walking there there's a Japanese baker there called Satoshi and he was making um, shokupan. when I first tried it I was just blown away by the texture imagine it was so soft and so fluffy and I was like oh my god what is this bread and it's for days and it's, it's perfect so I thought to myself well it's amazing but traditionally it is made with yeast It is not made pretty with sourdough so I thought to myself I need to make it with sourdough and I need to be able to achieve that fluffiness without the sourness of sourdough so I went on a quest to making that sourdough sugar pan for a long long time and I think that was about two years ago that I first tried it and uh, it just it didn't work it didn't work and a little bit earlier this year I started doing it again at home just for fun and then one day it just worked. and I thought oh my god this is it so I took <laughs> a photo of it I posted it on Instagram and then I had many many people inquiring about it and I thought, oh my god I've got you know I've got something here so I started contacting every single person that like my photo or that uh, said something and I said hey do you actually want a sugar pan?" and that's how it started so I started delivering five six Chocopan a week and then it went up until I actually started the brands and that was just back in March or April.
1: What started as an at-home experiment resulted in a business being born in COVID-19 lockdown. Before we hear more about that business what is pan?
0: I think a lot of people just will make sandwiches out of it. The way I try to sell my chocopan, I call it a naturally fermented sandwich bread. So it's, you know, perfect for your kids, perfect for yourself. If you want to toast in the morning, it's just, it's the perfect sandwich bread. And the good thing is it's sourdough only and it doesn't have any additives. So it's like a gold free sandwich bread.
1: And so you were just making this at home?
0: At first, Yes.
1: You yes. must have a very good oven at home.
0: Um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say it is. Yeah, it's, it's not the <laughs> best, but it, you know, it worked for the beginning. I was building a, a little wait list and then I had to work out all the logistics, get all the, the registrations, the insurance, and then you know I just started it. It was, it was definitely a lot of fun.
1: After working out the logistics and using his oven at home, which may or may not be temperamental, Quinton has created a Chocopan delivery service. Let's hear a little bit more about how it works.
0: So each week I'm actually making chocopan uh, twice a week in, uh, in a bakery at 2B Frank Bakery in, um, in Collingwood. So I actually walk there and make the pastries and on the side they'll let me actually use the equipment to make the chocopans. And at the end of my shift, I pack all the chocopans and then I deliver my customers.
1: Considering that the business was started in lockdown, I asked Quinton whether he thought it was COVID that inspired the business or whether he was already thinking about creating a business like this.
0: I think it was a combination of... Uh, it was definitely an experience I had uh, during the first lockdown in COVID. I mean, I received uh, I received an email about a guy that produces some amazing wine in uh, in Victoria. And, you know, he said he was going to deliver some wine to our place because they were closing the cellar door. And I said, you know what? Just put me down for a few bottles. And he came he came here and, you know, he knocked on the door, opened the door and he was the winemaker himself. And he started talking about the, the wines. And I thought, oh my God, it is actually really nice to have the maker coming to your place and talking to you about what he makes and what he loves and dropping his products. And I thought that was exactly the same way I did the Chocopan. And I thought, oh my God, this is what I need to be doing. I need to actually go out there and bring my Chocopan to the people. And I used to do the farmer's market uh, previously at Kilo baker and before Kilo baker So it was just really nice to think that I could reestablish that connection with my customers and to be able to meet them face to face and develop a connection.
1: Absolutely. I mean, from what you said about how you started baking, where, you know, you you were this 15-year-old kid that walked into a bakery and, and had this beautiful experience of seeing people come in and grab their loaf of bread in the morning and the smiles as they left. That seems like something that's always been important to you. And this service seems like a really wonderful way to emulate and recreate that feeling.
0: hundred percent, yes. I do think that with our uh, businesses, you know, we've, we've, we can actually make a change. We can inspire people or we can make people feel better. And that's really one of my big um, shift is that I really want to be able to, inspire people and make them feel good so the whole point about Chocopan is trying to make people feel good if you look at the branding it's very yellow it brings positivity and joy it's um, I'm trying to build up a little community where I'm giving them tips if I'm making anything special like, to be frank I might drop, drop it off to them it's not really something where I want to supply Chocopan to every single person in the world but it's okay how many people can I actually feed uh, monthly and how can I work with them to bring them so much happiness so it's 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 been a beautiful story and I can't wait to take it to the next step.
1: Shockerpan.com.au was created during lockdown and inspired by a baker Quinton used to work with. Has he shared his Shokapan with that baker?
0: Yeah, 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 we've kept intense, definitely, yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I've delivered a shokupan to him, and he's given me some shokupan as well. And it's funny, because we keep, we keep talking about it all the time. And his one is very Japanese-like. Um, I think being from Japanese background, he's, I reckon he makes just a perfect Japanese shokupan And my one would be slightly different, just because it is made from a different fermentation way. But um, like mine might be a little bit denser, and has maybe a little bit more flavor from the long fermentation. So I guess it's just a little bit different and it's two different markets. And as I was saying before, it's, you know, I'm not intending to feed every single person in Melbourne or in Australia. So I think there's room for many Chocopan bakers around, which is good.
1: It's clear that Quinton is passionate about baking and creating happiness through sharing his creations. What is it about baking that he loves?
0: I think I love how it's uh, forcing you to use all your senses. I mean, you asked me a little bit earlier to talk about how I make bread, but I've got memories of just being being in a bakery and emptying a bag of flour into the mixer. As soon as the flour get mixed with the water, you're gonna get you know different smells coming up to your nose. Then you might walk away from the mixer while the mixer is mixing, and using my sense of listening, I'll just I just I can hear the dough slapping on the mixer, and I know that when the dough is slapping, the dough would be ready to to stop mixing. So it's pretty different senses. You know, I'll, I'll very. We often touch the door at many stages of the fermentation. Then as it's in the oven, I can tell it's baked as well just by the smell that comes out of the oven. So it's really about having a lot of uh, sense awareness, I
1: reckon. Do you think that baking is an art?
0: I do think that baking can be used as a form of art, yes. I think just like everything, it has been industrialized a little bit too much, and I don't think that all baking is an art, but it can definitely be used as 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 an art. And I think it's an art for me,
1: yes. I can tell that Quinton looks at baking more like art than science. But I always thought that baking had to be very precise and measured.
0: I think if we're talking about sweet baking and making cookies, pastries and cakes and all that, it it needs to be very precise. I mean, you know, if you're changing the, the, the quantity of butter or sugar or whatever, you would really change everything. But for bread, what I've realized is that you can really just take it easy you could give me whatever recipe and i could make pretty much whatever kind of bread out of it just like you know you could give me a recipe and out of it i could make five to ten different breads just with the exact same recipe without changing any of the ingredients and that's where the beauty is because the recipe is so simple it is just water salt and flour but what dictates the result is the temperature outside the, the length of fermentations how you're fermenting it and that what brings the complexity about bread making
1: amazing I was just about to ask you if you get bored making the same thing day in and day out.
0: but Well, I think that, that may explain it. I'm actually using the exact same recipe and it's never the same. I think, you know, in one year, you might have twice the same bread, even though you've done the same recipe every single day. So, And that's something that, you know, I've been trying to talk to many people about. It's about people expecting consistency with bread. I think when you work with such natural ingredients and, you know, wheat uh, becoming flour and then just water and salt, you have to understand that it will never be the same. It's like when you buy carrots or tomatoes from from your farmers, there will never be two of the same tomatoes or two of the same carrots. And it's the same with bread. Every day we have to adapt and we have to change because the flour is different and the environment is different. And I think people should start trusting their artisans a little bit more that you know we will do our best every day to produce the best bread. But it might not be the same volume. It might not be the same um, crust. It might not be the same texture. But we're doing our best based on the environment that we are in every day.
1: What do you think are the most important key things to making good bread?
0: I think it starts with the ingredients. I think if you've got really good ingredients um, – you, you cannot make a bad bread. I mean, even if your bread's going to be flat or overproofed or anything like that, at least you're eating something that is nutritious. So this is what I define as good as a start. It needs to be nutritious. Um, so first, you know, maybe you need to ditch that little white flour that you got from the supermarket. And instead, you can go to your baker and, and ask for some some ground flour. And that will really make a difference. I know some people are a little bit scared of sourdough and that's okay as well. You know, you can make really good bread on yeast. And it's understanding that bread needs a warm environment. So it's best to use warm, warm warmish water and to let it ferment for a long period of times. What I define as a really good bread for me is a bread that has quite a dark crust. That's just in in crust, there's about 70% of the flavor. So, you know, the more crust you have, the more flavor you're going to have in your bread. And it's been proven so many times that sourdough bread is way more nutritious and way more flavorsome. So this is why I have an interest into making uh, pretty much everything I do with sourdough. And it goes from you know sourdough sal- croissants and sourdough pastries to just any other kind of bread. Um, recently, I worked with uh, Dom from uh, Hector's Deli in Richmond, and we've worked on making a sourdough Turkish bread for him. So now he just started releasing, I think it's four or five different new fresh sandwiches that he delivers to people um, using that sourdough Turkish bread. And it has just so much flavor. It's just beautiful.
1: Okay, here I have to confess, I don't really know what sourdough is. I knew Quentin could tell me, plus why he prefers it.
0: So basically, sourdough is made out of strains of wild yeast and bacteria, where bread made just out of commercial yeast is just one single strain of yeast, which is condensed in a, in, in, in a lot of actually yeast. So I think with uh, there's something like if you use one gram of yeast for a kilo of flour, you will need to use 16 kilo of sourdough to get the same quantity of yeast cells. So it shows how commercialist is just so much more powerful. And then the fact that it doesn't have any bacteria, it actually doesn't really open up all the nutrients for the body to absorb.
1: Bread is a really big part of your life. And Chocopan is a new venture yes. that you've started, which also is very bread-centric. <laughs> do you yourself eat a lot of bread?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I eat bread uh, daily. I would say in between 200 and, and 400 grams of bread daily. I do think, you know, many people think that bread bread actually makes them fat I believe that you know if you're eating good food if you're exercising every day and if you're putting the right stuff on your bread and you're buying the right bread I don't think it would really make you fat the white bread that you might get from the supermarkets is definitely the kind of bread that would make you fat
1: so not only does Quinton bake bread he eats it and loves sharing it I asked him where you can find more information about his new project
0: so they can just go straight on my website just chocopan.com.au Um, and they can register on the waitlist which will send them an email that explains everything that I do and uh then they can just send me an email back. However, just as uh, last week or two weeks ago, I just reached maximum capacity for Chocopan. So I will be trying to work closely on the next stage now and trying to see how I can actually supply more people. The idea is that um, I've put people on memberships, so you can either get a weekly membership or a monthly membership, and I just deliver Chocopan to them. Yeah, and I change the areas that I deliver weekly in order for them to be able to get some.
1: So you can head to chocopan.com.au for more info. Before we finish chatting, I needed to know... Since being in Australia, has Quinton's perspective on Australian bread compared to French bread changed?
0: I think coming here with a quite narrow-minded, young perspective on what bread should be. Back then, I definitely thought that France was better and making better bread. However, I will tell you that to find actually really, really good sourdough bread in France is quite rare. It's quite a new things where I find that in English-speaking countries like England, America, Australia, sourdough bread has been around for a little bit longer. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I feel like it's it's been made in artisan bakeries uh, for a little bit longer. And to be honest, I find that every single artisan bakery that I know of in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Adelaide, uh, around Australia, they are making absolutely, absolutely stunning bread. And I find that it's way more available than it is in France. So I do think that Australia is ahead of France in terms of good sourdough bread yes. the community here in Australia is amazing um, just for the little story I think about six or seven years ago just through uh, Instagram we started uh, meeting with a few other bakers I think there was maybe about 15 of us so coming from Tas- Tasmania from New Zealand from Sydney from Adelaide and we all met up in uh, Melbourne and we just uh, we went for books for cooks and we went for to a few bakeries as well and we started talking about how we all make bread and that has grown from you know that little group of 15 people to last year of biggest event we've ever organized called grains, which was an event with a huge interest on the, the grain economy and how we source our grains, uh, you know, how the farmers are growing it, what kind of varieties we're growing, how we meal our own flour, how we make bread and how we can actually make a change in the future to, to make healthier bread and, and, you know, better local community in a way. So that, that has been quite amazing to be able to work with all the bakers around Australia like that.
1: It seems like there's a strong sense of camaraderie within the baking scene in Australia.
0: You know, sometimes you might be running out of flower because your flour delivery didn't come and you just you just go to another bakery and you pick up some flowers. Sometimes you've got issues with your equipment. It's it's beautiful how people are actually coming together and helping at each other. And that's every single artisan bakery I can think of in, in Melbourne, in Sydney and in all the other big cities. So that is very something special. I think Australia has an amazing baking scene.
1: It's been so wonderful chatting to Quentin Bertineau about how he found baking, how it is both his passion and his art plus his new venture, shokopan.com.au. He'll tell you more about that in just a second. Thanks so much for being on the show, Quintin.
0: I'll definitely, you know, let people know that if they want to learn about chocopan, this is, uh, this is something else that I'm doing on the side now. I'm actually teaching businesses how to make shokopan in their own restaurants or cafes, and I'm teaching individuals on how to do it at home as well, so they can just get in touch through Instagram and then I'll share as many tips as I can.
1: You'll find Quintin on Instagram at Quinton B. Baker.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of How Do You Do That? with Emily Treseda. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, get in touch. Email how do you do that at joy.org.au.